Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kuti Halachas, Yoradeya Chedek Sheni, Hilchas Mila, Halacha Beis, and we're up to the in, in middle of paragraph Aleph, <coughs> the subparagraph, the Iker Habrio Haisa Alidea Chachma. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilon Nishmas Rezel Bas Shol, whose yard site is today on the 12th of Sivan. And Le'ilu Yishmas Yentefrat Lovas Rabbi Shua Aryeh Harini Kapras Mishkova, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Gavriel Shlomoy Ben Idis, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisan Ben Pesia, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel. Shlom Anissim ben Mazel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Avram David ben Chana, Sora Gittel bas Chana Miriam Esther bas Sora Gittel, Gittigen Endel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudes Gila, Chaim ben Rachel, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaviva Chana bas Galia, Avivei Lona Bas Yispendel, Sorocha Bas Yispendel, Soralei Bas Chavaliba, Hadassah Bas Tchiyachava, Besoich Shah Choyli Yisrael. We mentioned in the previous year that this halacha is based on Torah Memtes in Likut Emran, which is an ocean, and it's, it's a little bit deep. And we're going to be going a little bit into deep waters, but Rav Nosenzal is the, the best in, in taking us into deep waters in a way that we can understand and relate to it definitely on our level. So we continue. One of the main forces behind creation was Chachma. Hashem made everything with Chachma. And therefore, we explained in the previous year that in this chapter of Likut Emran, Torah Memtes, Rabbein Azal is showing how the process that took place when Hashem created the world and the process of a Jew serving Hashem parallel each other perfectly. That a human being is a microcosm of the Bria, of the creation. So now Rabbein Nosson Zal says, V'yalkein, when a Jew is thinking any type of good thought regarding serving Hashem, that's participating in creating the world. Because the Torah tells us that the creation of the world took place through Hashem's good thoughts, the Chachma of Hashem. And the opposite, when a Jew is thinking bad thoughts, sinful thoughts of any type, then that person is bringing in the opposite of Chachma. They're bringing foolishness and silliness into their heart. Remember the famous quote in the beginning of the Gemara Saita, Ein Adam Elim Shtus. The only way a person will commit a sin is if a spirit of foolishness, silliness, entered into the heart of the person. So when a person has any type of sinful thought, 
that person is bringing silliness, foolishness into their heart. And then the person is doing the opposite of what took place by creation. We mentioned during the previous year that in order for creation to take place, Hashem had to vacate an area. Hashem had to be mitzamtzim himself, constrict himself to the sides and create a vacant area in the middle where creation could take place. When we're thinking sinful thoughts, we stuff up the heart. We, we block the heart. We're blocking and stuffing that vacant place in the heart. Which is where the creation of all the worlds and all the midos should be taking place. And now we understand the terminology that the Torah uses when it speaks about a heart that's damaged spiritually, it uses the term orla slave. Shetargumai, and the targum of that is tipshus libchoin, the foolishness of your heart, the opposite of that chachma which is needed to create. Ki tipshus he kilkul habria, because this foolishness is the opposite of creation. Because what's happening is that supposed vacate, vacant area in the heart where creation is supposed to take place now becomes stuffed, it becomes blocked. Meaning all of the worlds and the midos that are supposed to be revealed as we explained in the previous year by creation that originally it was just the infinite light of Hashem, wall-to-wall light. And Hashem wasn't satisfied with that. Hashem wanted that there should be midah, that the midahs of Hashem should be able to be revealed. The chesed, the gvura, the teferes. In order to do that, Hashem had to make room. He had to vacate kaviochel, that oirein soy from an area, and make an area available for the creation of the worlds, the atzilus, bria, yitzira, and the midahs. And again, we're saying a parallel to that takes place inside of each and every one of us. So now when there's this foolishness and the heart gets stuffed, that cholol shebelev gets stuffed and blocked so that the, the, we cannot reveal the, the bria. Da'ainu kol Vazai And in that damaged state, the Malchus of Hashem is associated with the letter Dalid, which means Dalus, poverty. Bechinas Dalo va'aniya. Ki ein nizgale malchusa izbora kaviochel alidei kilkel habria shebo alidei atipshus. Because when there's this foolishness and, and there isn't that vacant area, so the Malchus of Hashem cannot be revealed. Shalidei ze ein nizgalen hamidois. And as a result of that, the Midois cannot be revealed. And then, the most important one of the Midois, in a sense, which is the Malchus of Hashem, cannot be revealed. Because the true revelation of Hashem's kingdom and glory and authority can only be when there are midos, when there are worlds.
Remember, ein melech beloyam. Kingdom cannot be unless there's who to rule over. And malchus is the product and the result of chesed, gvura, teferes, all of these midos. Aval kishamachnes kedusha, hainu chachma, hainu machshavais toivais latoichalev, whereas when a person brings holiness, which is chachma, holy intellect, good thoughts into their heart, thoughts of serving Hashem, azai hu bechinas then that person is participating in creating the world. Bechinas hisgalus hamidois, revealing the midois, vazai nizgalem alchuseis borach, and through this the kingdom of Hashem is revealed. Vazai hamalchus bebechinas hey, and then the malchus is no longer dalid, which means poor in a state of poverty, but rather it rises up to the level of hey. How do you make a hey? When you take the letter dalid and you add a little yud to it, that leg on the left side of dalid, Rabbi Nezal explains there from the Zohar Kodesh, is the yud, which is chachma. The yud always represents chachma. So when you inject chachma into the, into the heart, chachma digdusha, you change the malchus from the state of poverty, impoverished, to the state of solid, a, a true kingdom. Vazai yesh lishnei batim aliyah. And Rabbi Nezal explains there in the Kutuman that then the two houses of Hashem are elevated. Which two houses? The house of Hashem down below here on earth, the Beis Hamikdosh, and the corresponding house up in heaven. The Gemara says there's a Beis Hamikdosh Lamal and a Beis Hamikdosh Lamato, which are represented by the two Hays of Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke. The, the last hay is the lower bias, the first hay is the upper bias. And in that chapter in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nezal explains this whole concept of these two batim having an aliyah. Beisa ilo or beisa tato, the upper bias and the lower bias. Bechinas, as the Zohar Kodesh says, based on a posik in Shirashirim, where the posik says, Mi zois oila, who is this who is rising up? And the Zohar Kodesh explains, me im zois oilen. Me and zois have an aliyah. Zois is the malchus, the lower shechina is referred to as zois. The Zohar Kodesh brings many psukim to show that, that the word zois is marames to the shechina. Which shechina? The lower shechina, which is called malchus, that second hay of yud kevavke. And me, mem yud is 50, which is bina, which is that first hay of Yud Kevavke. So the Zohar Kodesh says on this Pasuk in Shir Hashim, Mi im that sometimes when a person does the right thing, both Shechinas have an Aliyah, mother and daughter, the, the, the lower Shechina and the upper Shechina. We just celebrated Shavuos recently. The Zohar Kodesh really expounds on this, on Megillas Rus. We know that Dovra Melech comes from Rus. The Malchus comes from Rus. Noami, Rus's mother-in-law, Noami, the term Noyam, is a nickname for the upper Shechina. The upper Shechina is called Noyam Ho'elyoin. Lachsois Noyam Hashem Ulevaker Behecholoi. It's brought that Noyam is the upper Shechina, which is Bina, <coughs> because Hashem's name Ekyeh, which is usually associated with Bina, 
when you fill it out, each letter as a word, Aleph Amitei, it's Bigematria Noyam, 151. That's one of the Miluyim of Ekir. So Noyam is this upper Shechina. Heichal is the lower Shechina. Heichal is Bigematria Aleph Dalit Nun Yud, which is Malchus, Dina de Malchus Adina. So all of these Psukim are showing this connection <coughs> between upper Shechina and lower Shechina, that sometimes when a person hits a home run, when a person does something really special, both Shechinas have an Aliyah. The Pasuk says there in Megillus Rus, Vatelachno Shtehen Yachtov, that when Orpa was gotten rid of, when Orpa left, when Orpa chose not to continue with, with Naomi, and Rus remained loyal, <coughs> No matter how hard Nomi tried to push her away, Rus said, no thanks, I'm with you, nothing in the world is going to separate me from you. The Pesach says, Vatelachno shtehen yachtov. The two went together. The Zohar Kodesh says, Vatelachno shtehen. The two hays went together. The upper hay and the lower hay. Nomi and Rus. And Rabbein Azal shows there in the Kudimran that when a person is zoicha to bring about an aliyah of these two shechinas, upper and lower, these two biases, these two beisamikdashes, then that person is zoicha to the highest level connection to Hashem, to connect to the Torah of Atik, which is the highest level. Shehi bechinas oinik Shabbos. That's like the pleasure of Shabbos, which is oilam haba. Ayn Shom Kol Zeho Inyan Hetev. Rav Nosanzal says, study all of this there in chapter 49 and Likut Imran very well. Vahoven Hetev. And understand it well. Ki Omoik Ma'oid Ma'oid. Because this is very, very deep. The way Rabbi Nosanzal shows in that chapter in Likut Imran the correspondence between exactly how Hashem went about creating the world and how each and every one of us participates in creation in our Avodah Hashem. Any questions? This was all an introduction laying the groundwork. Now Rav Nosanzal is going to take us into the mitzvah of Mila and show how it relates to all of this. Paragraph Bayes. The mitzvah of Mila is an outstanding revelation of the Malchus, of Hashem. Because bris is associated with Malchus, as is known. What are you talking about? Bris is Yesoid. Everybody knows that. The answer is this is where it's so important to know that in Kabbalah, in Hasidus, very often something can be referred to X and Y, and it's not a contradiction. Both are true, depending on the context. Malchus is the closest thing to Yisoyim. And, and the, the Malchus, the, in, in the Bris Kodesh, there's what's called the Atara, the crown. We spoke about this in the beginning of this halach, or the previous halach, when you do the Priya, when you pull back, when the moyel pulls back the skin, tears and pull, folds over the skin to reveal the crown of the bris, that's the malchus. The term atora, crown, means malchus. So the bris is yesoid. The atora of the bris is the malchus. 
Kayedu, as is known, Nehir, in the new editions, in this edition of Likut HaLochus, there's a printer's mistake. It says, Zoyhar Vayikra Kuf Yud Zayin. There is no Kuf Yud Zayin in Vayikra. It ends at Kuf Tesvav. It's supposed to be Vayera. Somebody misread it. The, the Kuf is extra there. It's Parshas Vayera, Daf Kuf Yud Zayin. That's where the Zoyar Kodesh speaks about this. One of the most important things that we're trying to do in a bris mila is to reveal the crown. And that's the mouth that represents the malchus. Because that foreskin is covering up the bris kodesh. And that physical manifestation of this foreskin that's covering up the 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 the, the, the Atorah is actually coming from the 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 foolishness in the heart, the foolishness that stuffs up the heart of a person. Because as a result of the foolishness in the heart of a person, when a person's thinking silly thoughts or sinful thoughts, which is destroying the creation, as we mentioned earlier, which blocks up and stuffs up that vacant area in the heart, and does not allow the revelation of good deeds and good midos. This is all an example of destroying the creation. This causes the kingdom of Hashem, the glory, the authority of Hashem to get covered up and hidden. Ki iker hisgalus hamalchus halidei bechinas habria, because what really brought about the revelation of Hashem's kingdom is the creation. Hainu halidei hisgalus ha'olamos vamidos, the revelation of the different worlds and the midos of Hashem. That all results in a revelation of the malchus of Hashem. Avol kishein hisgalin hamidos v'ha'olamos. But when these mitos and worlds are not revealed, how? By us messing up this creation. How? By allowing foolishness and silliness into our hearts. Then the kingdom of Hashem is not being revealed. And then there's negativity coming from that messed up heart, the And that negativity results in this foreskin that's covering the bris kodesh. As the Zohar Kodesh refers to it as this orla, this tuma that's covering up the bris. Which results in covering up that crown on top of the bris kodesh, shehi bechinas malchus, and the crown is malchus. Dahainu sheniskase venisale malchusa kaviyochel, which means the kingdom, the authority, the glory of Hashem is being covered up. 
V'alkein anu musorin lomul v'lachtoi chesorolo. And this is why Hashem commands us to cut, to remove that foreskin. V'lefroya ulegaloi so'atora. And then to fold over that skin so that we reveal the atora, the crown. K'dei levatel ulashaber haklipo hazois hamechasis in order to eliminate and destroy that klipa, that tumor that's covering up and not allowing the malchus to be revealed. So that the kingdom of Hashem should be revealed. Which is the ultimate reason why Hashem made the entire creation. It's all about his malchus. Remember, for my kovoid, I made all of creation, and kovoid is synonymous with malchus. Melech kovoid. Any questions? That's what we see to Earl Saleh for Chuva. So it's sort of surprising to cut away. Exactly. Rav Nathan Zal is showing that this is the terminology that we see throughout the whole Torah. We see the term Orla Salev, and we know that there's an Orla of the Bris Mila. What does one have to do with the other? Over there in the Kutuman, Rav Nathan shows exactly how these two are connected. This tikkun that we're describing here, only we human beings down here can accomplish. Ki'isa the medrash, because there's a famous medrash in Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis that says, Sheshu'alu haminim, the apikursim asked one of the rabbis of the Gemara, Im hamila chaviva, If Hashem loves a circumcised person, why didn't he do it for Adam Arishan when he created him? The Mephoshim there explained, what the real definition of this question is, why wasn't man created circumcised? If that's the Shlemus, if that's the way a Jew, a human boy is supposed to look, why didn't Hashem make us like that originally? Umasik Hamedrish and the Medrish concludes there, Shahatam, the reason is Kikol Ma Shenivra Ba'ilam Tikun that Hashem created everything in this world incomplete. It requires us stepping in and doing something to complete it. Hachitim Srichin Litchoin. Wheat. A person Hashem created, you know, wheat. What can you do with the wheat? Nothing. It has to go through 10 different processes before you're ready to eat a delicious piece of bread or cake. V'chulu, etc. And therefore, the human body also requires us to make a tikkun. Rabbi says, but the question still seems to remain. And that's exactly what we were addressing now. Why? Why did Hashem create everything incomplete so that everything requires processing and fixing? 
<coughs> so that we have to go in and complete everything. Hashem definitely could have created everything finished, finished product. It shouldn't require us stepping in and having to do any processes. But based on what we've learned above here, that we are the ones who need to remove the Orla, in order to reveal the kingdom of Hashem. And that can only be done by us. Remember, a person says, I'm king. That statement is meaningless. It has no meaning at all unless who are you king over? Who is accepting your authority? Kingdom requires others. So the Malchus of Hashem is really dependent on us. We are Mamlech Hashem. Yisroel Mam Shaloisov. Ki Iker Heorlo Nimsheches Mebechinas Orla Slave. Because this whole concept of Orla, Tuma, really, that, that's associated with the Bris, really originates from the Orla's Halev from the tumor in the heart, tipshus halev, the foolishness, the silliness in the heart, the sinful thoughts and emotions. That's what stuffs up and damages that vacant area in the heart, which corresponds to the vacant area that Hashem made at the beginning of creation in which creation could take place. And it's from, from, from Hashem removing himself to a large degree from an area, that's what allowed for the klipos to be formed, these forces of Tumor. They hide the kingdom of Hashem. And one example of that is the orla that covers the bris, that foreskin. The Iker Orla Salev Tipshu Salev Nasa Alide Shviras Kalim. Now Rav Nosanzal continues, and we know that this tumor in the heart, this foolishness in the heart, is really the result of a shattering of vessels that took place at the beginning of creation, Shebo Alide Ribuyor, which was the result of too much light. Kaviochel Hashem attempted to put his light into vessels. The vessels weren't strong enough to contain that light, and they shattered. Kayadua, as is known in Sifrei Kabbalah. And that's what originated these klipos, these forces of vetipshus, which are referred to as foolishness, silliness. And when these vessels shattered, the light that was in them flew back up. It went back to its previous state of being part of Ein Soif, the infinite light of Hashem. And when the light left these vessels, now these vessels don't have a battery. They don't have life. And that's what caused that cholol to become damaged, to become stuffed. 
as all of this is known and understood by people who are knowledgeable in Sifrei Kabbalah. That's this term, Yoidechein. And this resulted in Hashem's kingdom being hidden. And this is the whole concept of what happened when Odom and Chava ate from the Eitz Hadass. By Odom Arishan eating from the Eitz he brought foolishness, silliness into his heart. Because we know eating properly is supposed to satisfy and satiate the heart. The Medrash says bread is what really nourishes, satiates, and satisfies the heart. And therefore, when a person is eating properly with holiness and purity, eating what we're allowed to eat, eating what we're supposed to eat, that brings knowledge, wisdom, intellect into the heart. We know that the word lechem is bigematria three times yudke vavke, corresponding to the three spheroids which represent the brain, chachmabina das, or keser chachmabina. Bibchinas, as the Pasuk says, vayoichal, vayesht, vayitav liboi. He ate and drank, and his heart was good. So when a person's eating properly, it's goodness being brought into the heart. This is the concept of perfecting the creation. And on the opposite end, when a person is, is not eating with holiness, and especially if a person is eating something that's forbidden, that person is bringing foolishness into their heart. And they're stuffing up that area in the heart where chachma and, and good things are supposed to happen. Because Rabbein Azal shows in several chapters in Likutei Imran, chapter 17, chapter 263, that the chachma, the intellect, the clear thinking of a person is related to the person's eating and drinking. And that's why it's in the portion in the Torah where it speaks about all the things that a Jew is not allowed to eat. That's where it says, and if you do eat any of this, any of this junk, v'nit meisembam. V'dosh Rabbi Senazan, the Gemara says, what does that mean, v'nit meisem? The word tome means impure, but the Gemara says, no, 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 here we mean something worse. The word venitmesim here, it doesn't have an aleph. So it's like the term timtum. Timtum means stuffing up, blocking the heart. Because when a person is eating not with holiness, especially if a person is eating things that are clearly forbidden, that will block and stuff up 
that vacant area in the heart where all kinds of good things are supposed to happen, all kinds of good thoughts and good midas are supposed to be revealed. Because this brings foolishness into the heart. That's this term, orla slave, that's mentioned in the Torah many times. Question in the chat. But why was the woman created in such a way that she doesn't require any tikkun? Who says a woman doesn't require tikkun? A woman has to get married. Until she's married, she's, she's, she's not. So a woman also requires tikkun. She doesn't require a bris mila like a man. Her tikkun is in, in, in her observance of her mitzvahs, her shmira, her tznius, her mitzvahs. Is, exactly. Question, can we explain why Moshe Rabbeinu was born mohul? Rabbeinu Zal addresses this in, I'm sorry, Rabbeinu Zal addresses this in several places in Likut HaLochis, that there were certain great tzaddikim who were created mohul. Could be, remember, Moshe Rabbeinu was, was, that was not his first visit to earth. The word Moshe is, the mem is Moshe, the shin is sheis, and the hay is hevel. And the Arizal shows the whole history of what Moshe Rabbeinu went through in the Gilgal of Hevel, in the Gilgal of Sheis, and, 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 and et cetera, et cetera, could be that by the time Moshe Rabbeinu came to Moshe, at that point, he was not required to have to perform that tikkun. He was already in a state of shlemus in that area. But again, I'm sure that, uh, I, I remember, I don't remember the reason right now, but I remember that this is addressed. Question, when Moshe Rabbeinu broke the first Luchos and the letters flew away, was this also an example of Shvira Sakelem? Yes, definitely yes. Back inside. <coughs> and with this we'll understand Odom and Chavi eating from the Eitz Hadas, where Odom Arishan made a terrible mistake here. This is an example of a type of eating that messes up the das. And brings foolishness into the heart. And stuffs up that vacant area in the heart. Which means destroying the creation. Which is synonymous with that shattering of the vessels. Vechain isabiksavim, and we actually see this in the Kisvi Arizal in the Eitz Chaim. She Odom Arishayim, Alidei Pegam Achilas Eitz Hadas, Alidei Zechozar Veneshave Bechinas Shviras Kelim. The Arizal actually uses this terminology that, as a result of Odom eating from the Eitz Hadas. He reinitiated that process of a shattering of the vessels. Orla slave, and as a result of a meeting from Yitzhadas, 
which brought on this foolishness, this tumor in the heart, this stuffed up the destroying the creation, which messes up all of the worlds and midos that are supposed to be created in that that caused the kingdom of Hashem to go into hiding. And that's what resulted in that orla, that tumor, that foreskin that covers up the bris. It covers up and blocks and hides the revelation of the kingdom of Hashem. Remember, it's called the Atorah, the crown. Now we understand what the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Adam Harishon Moshuch Ba'orla Sayhoyah. Adam Harishon was steeped in Orla. And one of the translations of this means that it's brought, that the, the, when a Jew, Rahman al decided to convert out of the religion, he had a problem. He's, got a, he's circumcised. So if the Goyim are going to check him, they're going to see, if he's going to try to hide his Jewishness, he can't hide it. He's got a bris milah. So they would try to stretch the skin to restore, to hide the fact that they were circumcised, to hide the fact that they, were, they had a bris milah. That's this term, moshech ba'orlosoi. He tried to be moshech, the skin, to cover up, to hide the, the, the bris. Kalidei orla slave. Because as a result of a person bringing this foolishness, this orla into the heart, nimshach orlas basar, that manifests itself in this orla, this tomei foreskin covering up the, the bris. Hainu orla dechafyal bris, ki nisale malchusi ispora kaviyochal, aidei kilkala bria, shenasai dei tipshusalei. Because again, the malchus of Hashem gets covered up when we mess up the creation, which was all about revealing the Malchus of Hashem, as a result of the foolishness in the heart. And all of this is actually the result of a problem of too much light. Which resulted in that original shattering of the vessels. <coughs> which is what gave birth, in a sense, to these klipos, these forces of Tumor, which come from and draw from that Eitzadas. Because when Hashem first created the different worlds, and in order to do that, He had to constrict His light. It couldn't be just infinite light, wall-to-wall light. Hashem had to make room for this, this, these worlds to be created. As all of this is explained in Likute Maran, and note Rav Nosanzal writes here, Hareini Kaporas Mishkovoi, which means he's writing this during the first year when Rav passed away. The halacha is when a, when a parent or a Rebbe passes away, during the first year, whenever you refer to them, you're supposed to hear the words Hareini Kaporas Mishkovoi. So as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in chapter 64 in the Kutya Moran, Vazai Loihoyu Hakelim Yechoylam Lekabele Soer. 
Hashem, the, the vessels that Hashem attempted to put his light into couldn't contain the light. And then there was this shattering of the vessels. And that's where the Eitz Hadas draws its negativity from. And that's where the Shadim and Klipois, all of these forces of Tumah, draw from and originate from. And the main one whose responsibility and who has the ability of repairing these shattered vessels is man. When we are Zoyche to do the right thing. Through this, we, we, we um, participate in repairing these shattered vessels. Whereas when Odom Rishon went ahead and ate from the eight Sadas, which he wasn't supposed to, this, he sinned and he damaged that vacant area in the heart where all of creation is supposed to take place. And he messed up those vessels and those midos that are supposed to be created in that vacant area in the heart. Which corresponds to the vacant area that Hashem prepared at the beginning of creation. Kayodua, as is known in Sifrei Kabbalah, that that's what happened when Odom ate from the Eitz Hadas. And as a result of that, the vessels and the midois all got messed up. Chesed got messed up. So instead of people loving Hashem and loving the Torah, people love stupidity. There's these avois nefulois and taivisrois. And instead of a person having healthy gvura, which means to be able to control oneself, people are using gvura to, to kill each other, to fight and kill each other. And, and as a result of this, Adam and Chava were not able to receive the light in a healthy way because it was damaged. And again, as the Sifrei Kabbal explain, as a result of Adam and Chava doing this, they reinitiated the shattering of the vessels. And this resulted in that orla, that tome foreskin that covers up the bris. Which means Hashem's kingdom being covered up and hidden. Nimza, therefore we conclude once again, Sheikr He Orla Hachoifala Bris, Hanim Shekhes Mebhinas Orla slave, he bore Alide Bhinas Riboyor. That this Orla, this Tame foreskin which covers up the bris, which we said is the result of a person bringing foolishness into their heart, which is called Orla Salev, all of this really began from too much light that the light was too powerful to be able to be handled by the vessels. Now one second, what's all of this too much light? What? How did that happen? Rabbi Nelson Zal explains now. 
ואיקר ריבוי האוהר, היה מחמש שבשעס בריאס האוהרם, לא יהיה בחינס איסרוסא ואיסאטר. When is there this problem of too much light? When there aren't people to create vessels to contain that light. When there isn't Isarusa de Lesata, when there isn't some kind of awakening from below. Sheyunasim Vyalkein, Loyhoya Be'efshir, Sheyunasim Kalim Gemurim, Lekabel Ha'or Bemidah. And that's why it was impossible for real proper vessels to be created which could contain that light properly. Why? Ki ikr hisavus hakelem lekabel hor bemido nasa al yidei hatachtoinim daiko. Because Hashem made the world in such a way that, that crea- the creation of the vessels must be done downstairs, down below, down here. Al yidei bechinas hisarusa delesato. That must be initiated through an initiation from down below. And since when Hashem was first creating the world, there was no down below. There was no downstairs. There was no human beings. Therefore, there couldn't possibly be proper vessels. What do you mean? So Hashem can't do this by himself? The answer is, again, Hashem made it in such a way intentionally that certain things must come from somewhere else. Certain things must come from, from us. Again, Ein Melech Beloyam. Hashem designed the creation and everything that kingdom cannot be something that you initiate. It has to be, there has to be those who choose to accept your authority over them. Then you're a king. That's why there was this shattering of the vessels, which we're told is because of too much light. Because the vessels that Hashem had prepared to receive that light couldn't handle the light. Because they weren't complete, they weren't whole. Because there was no awakening from below. Because there was no world yet. There were no people in existence yet to accept Hashem's kingdom. That's what produces Kalim, to be able to receive the light in a good, healthy way. That's why there was this shattering of the vessels, which, res- which resulted also in Odom and Chava messing up with the eight Sadas, Nimshach Orla slave, and that brought on, that brought this foolishness into the heart, Umisham Nimshach Orla's Bosser, and that resulted, that traveled down below to the bris in causing this Orla, this foreskin that covers up the Malchus Kaviocho, Alidei Orla de Chafiela Bris, as a result of this foreskin that covers the bris. Vialkein, I Efsher, Lesakein Zois, Lachnia, Ulevatel, Haorlo de Chafial Bris, Kim, Aliodeinu, Daikon. Therefore, this, the solution to this, to, to eliminate this Orlo covering the Bris, 
can only be done through us, down below. It's something that we must do, not Hashem. And this is why man, in the state that Hashem created man, not complete yet. As the Medrash says that we quoted earlier. Because this process cannot be completed without our participation. There has to be this awakening from below. Because it's impossible for a person to be created complete. Now note, what is he saying here? Doesn't Rabbi Nassim know that there were people who were created mohol? Again, you have to know sometimes not to take what Rabbi Nassim is saying literally. He means normally man, human beings ca- cannot and shouldn't be created mohol. There's always exceptions to the rule. It cannot be that the revelation of the crown, which means the revelation of Hashem's Malchus, should be coming from Hashem. Because the real revelation of Hashem's Malchus is only through us down below. It's through our actions down below here that generate these kalim that, that enable the, the acceptance of this light in a good, healthy way. Which results in a revelation of Hashem's kingdom. But from Hashem alone, it's not possible for the Malchus of Hashem to be revealed. Because instead, it'll be this, an example of this too much light. Since there aren't proper whole vessels. Because the real creation of vessels, which allow the light to be able to be received properly in a good, healthy way, which results in Hashem's kingdom being revealed, it can only be accomplished through activity, action from down below here. And this is what requires that man be created in such a state, in an incomplete state. This hints to us that when man is first created, there's this orla that's covering the bris. Because at that point, whatever role that child is supposed to play in revealing the Malchus of Hashem, it ain't happening yet. And therefore, there's this riboyor, there's light without kalim. Which is what resulted in the original shattering of the vessels. Which is what generated this orla. Because there was light and there weren't proper vessels in which to receive it. Because there was no activity from down below. 
So uh, that's why a human being is created like that with this orla. And then we go in and we circumcise the child. Because when we complete the child in this manner, then the job is being completed downstairs, here by us down below. And this generates the vessels that are needed to be able to receive Hashem's light in a proper manner. Which results in a healthy, good revelation of Hashem's Malchus. And that's why we have the ability to do the bris milah. To cut away and, and destroy that orla, that tumor that's covering the bris. And to reveal the crown. Which on a spiritual level is a revelation of the kingdom of Hashem. And by us removing away this tummy skin, which reveals Hashem's kingdom, that automatically affects a cutting away, a removal of the tumor on the heart, the the foolishness in the heart. Because what created that situation of that foolishness going into the heart was that original shattering of the vessels because there was too much light. Because there wasn't that arousal from below yet. They weren't the Caleb prepared. There was no world. There were no people in existence yet. Who should accept the shekaplu oil malchusay to accept Hashem's kingdom? That's resulted in the shattering of the vessels. Which resulted in this foolishness in the heart. Which caused the orla covering the bris. And therefore now, we start the repair from the ground floor. From what we described here, first there was, uh, there was bright light. We were up in the Kesser and above there. The light starts coming down and there's no kalim and there's a shattering of vessels and the heart gets messed up. There's orla, there's tip, instead of chachma salev, there's tipsha salev. And then that problem travels further down and it results in an orla covering the bris, the yisai. Rav says, now when we start trying to repair all of this, we start from downstairs. We start from down below, working our way up. Ki Because in the beginning, during the time of the creation, there was the opposite. Because in the beginning, remember, we started with infinite light. And then Hashem constricted that light. In order to allow for a revelation of the midos of Hashem within that vacant space. And that resulted in a revelation of Hashem's kingdom. 
Because there was no other choice at the time. There was no downstairs in existence. There was only Hashem. There was only the penthouse, the top floor. There was no world yet. And therefore there was this catastrophe of too much light. Whereas now, we're down below here. We're downstairs in the basement. So we start, we work in the opposite direction. We're starting from down below, working our way up. Step one is a basic revelation of the kingdom of Hashem. Hamila. That's the act of Mila, cutting away that foreskin. Shemalin bris. We cut away and remove that tome skin that's covering the bris. and reveal the crown. This is an example and an aspect of revealing the kingdom of Hashem. And now when we reveal the kingdom of Hashem, and we accept upon ourselves the Hashem's authority by performing His will, by doing the mitzvah of bris milah, now this enables us to create vessels into which to be able to receive Hashem's light in a good, healthy way. Which will lead to better and better revelations of Hashem's kingdom. And as a result of us now having this ability to do this, through an arousal down below, because there is a down below. Let some say to constrict the light, in order to receive it in a good, healthy way. This automatically results in the next level getting its tikkun, in the heart getting its tikkun, removing from it its orla saleh, the timtum alev which was brought about as a result of that problem of too much light. As a result of the fact that in the beginning of creation there were no vessels or there weren't good quality vessels to receive the light. Because there was no awakening from below. Because now that there is a world and there are human beings, now we have the ability to generate these kalim through the arousal from down below. As a result of us accepting Hashem's authority on us on a general level. Which, of which an example of that is the mitzvah of bris mila. Again, by giving a bris, I'm not saying that I'm going to keep Shabbos and Kashrut, I'm going to keep up, but this is step one of accepting Hashem's authority on us. And Rav Nosanzal will continue. We'll continue Mitzvah Hashem in the next year. Question in the chat. Question, non-Jews also have good midos? 
And these good midos have nothing to do with the revelation of Malchus of Hashem. The Cholol Shebelev can have good midos which are still klipos. Maybe we can differentiate. It seems to be the main difference between a Jew and non-Jew beyond obvious good versus evil. On a general level, we refer to the 70 nations of, of the world as the 70 Midois Rois, the 70 example of Midois Rois. There's the exceptions to the rules. There's Chasidei Umoy Sa'olam. And there's rare exceptions of non-Jews who are good, good people, who don't hate the Jews and don't harm us in any way and don't desecrate the name of Hashem, etc., etc. There are that. And they are also part of the Malchus of Hashem. There's a Pasuk that we've mentioned in the past, Bechol Mokoim Muktor Umugish Lishmi. Hashem says, in all the places of the other religions where they're bringing sacrifices supposedly to their gods and their idols, it's baloney. Their gods and idols are nothing. So in actuality, Hashem says, it's all coming to me. It's all funneling to me because they're feeding it into an, an empty tube, a hollow tube. So it just comes out at the other end and indirectly is going up to Hashem. So when we say that non-Jews also have good midos and it has nothing to do with the revelation of Mach Hashem, the answer is yes, it does. Any toiv anywhere in the world is Hashem. Rav Nelson Zal says this in the Kutelach, there's a possible toiv Hashem lakoil. Hashem is the goodness in everything. The delicious taste of a, a crisp apple is the Hashem inside the apple. Any goodness that you see in anything is the Hashem inside of that thing. Question in the chat. That, but before the world was created, there already was the equivalent of a Hisoiris from down below in the upper worlds as well. Or Choyzer, etc. The answer is, Rav Zal was a Boki in Sifrei Kabbalah. If Rav Zal is telling us this, it means that even if it seems, when you're learning Sifrei Kabbalah, that there was some Hisoiris, it wasn't enough. That's what he told us here. That again, even though Hashem, they, it doesn't say there were no Kalim, says there was a shattering of a Kalim. I thought you just said that the Kalim are only created down below. It means quality Kalim, the Kalim that are really needed to handle what needs to be handled could only be created by us down here below. So even if there were Kalim, it wasn't good enough. Even if there was a His Oiras, just like we say that when the Jews were in Egypt, when they needed to come out of Egypt, they didn't have the Isarusa de la Sata that was needed. Hashem had to step in and do a rescue mission. What do you mean? It says in the Torah in many places that they performed, they did all kinds of good things. They did. It wasn't enough. It was a 10-watt light bulb. And what was needed to get them out of Mitzrayim was a 10,000-watt light bulb. So the 10 watts or 100 watts that were generated by the few mitzvahs that they did do wasn't at all enough. It required major isarusa de leila.
we'll leave it at this for now. Mitzvahim. <coughs> a question we see, unfortunately, it's known that circumcised people also commit averos. So how does Rav Nosanzal say that with the removal of foreskin, the Orla slave is removed automatically? The answer is, to a degree. To a degree, number one. <coughs> and the answer is that even after that's done, we have the ability to go in and mess it up. Just like we see many times that when the Jews performed a major tikkun at Har Sinai, Hashem gave the Torah, it says that the Zuama, the Tumor, the snake, came to an end, terminated. Terminated and reactivated a couple of minutes later by the Egel Azov. So it means there was a very major tikkun, and unfortunately we have the ability a minute later or a year later to mess up again, to go on and mess up again. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Tomorrow is Erev Shabbos Kodesh. We should be selected to, to continue getting clarity and, and re- participate in the revelation of the Malchus of Hashem, the ultimate revelation with the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beis Amitesh, Mervi Amenu, Amen Vi Amen.